0: ladies and gentlemen welcome to week three of pepe's parlay um joe manuel i'm your host this week and every other week as we lead up to the super bowl i uh go through the slate and uh basically go through my favorite picks uh hello mr Steven luker yes indeed it's already week three how crazy is that so uh, I'm going to spend a few uh, minutes talking a little bit about um, a crazy week, too, man. Like, like we, we have to actually take a step back and look at what happened. Um, we'll review our picks. You know, Week one was incredible for us. We hit two parlays out of the four uh, that I gave you. This week, we went 0 for 4. I'm going to be completely open and transparent with you. However, overall, we were right more than we were wrong. Uh, but that is the risk of playing parlays over straight bets obviously i give you my winners you can combine them any way you want uh if you disagree with me and you played a couple of one of the picks i gave you differently hopefully you did that and you made a little bit of money however i am very very happy to report that overall we are still uh up we're up one unit after two weeks which is great it's early in the season we learn so much as we move along um and We learned quite a bit in week two, and as Steven mentioned here in the chat, uh, yeah, so many injuries. And unfortunately, so many running backs getting injured Um, early on in the season. This has actually been – I believe I I read that the NFL Players Association filed a grievance against the NFL because of the way running backs are being treated and they're not being paid for obvious reasons. Uh, But nonetheless, let's let's have a look at – a couple of things. What I want, I'd like to start this week talking a little bit about the power rankings. So there's several of these that come out. I like to do a, take a step back and you see you know, who moves up and who moves down. There's several versions of these. Uh, I don't agree with all of them, obviously. Um, there's the NFL one that comes out, which is, I, I would say, more analytical. It looks at the record. Uh, looks at the, the the differential of points scored when they rank it. It's a little bit less controversial. Uh, ESPN has one um, that takes into consideration the injuries and, and and how the team is going to be in the future, which I don't like because you should judge a team more for how they're playing and not how you think they're gonna play. Um, and then there's, you know, other ones like this particular one that I'm gonna show you guys, Um, is uh, basically uh, from the Sharp Football Analysis, sharpfootballanalysis.com. I have zero affiliation with them, but I just like how they put their stuff together. So I will share that with them. Uh, But before I do that, I wanted to thank our sponsor, uh, Hank Haney's Lunch Deck, which is available uh, on Hank's website, which helps you fix your slice. If you're like me and you're a weekend warrior, um, bogey golfer. Uh, I actually had a pretty good round last week. I broke 90 for the first time in a long time. Um, and you know, the difference between breaking 90 and not for most bogey golfers is whether you can control that ball off the tee and control that slice. So Hank's got a great, um, um, product on performance golf.com. Check it out. Uh, I, have their banner up there to uh to talk about them and and hank as you know is also a no filter golf ambassador check out his live shows and his podcasts on no filter and everywhere else you uh follow your podcast so penguin az what's up buddy so let's let's start off i'm going to start sharing my screen and we're going to take a quick look at the, the nfl power rankings according to sharpfootballanalysis.com um notice they got purdy up there so they have number one overall they have the san francisco 49ers who are playing tonight at home uh they're two and oh another team who started two and oh uh is the miami dolphins who they have as low as number six they moved them up a rank they did not change their top five niners cowboys tough to disagree with the top two Uh, I think they both came off uh, – they both play on a great start. So impressed with the Cowboys against the Jets. What impressed me more than anything else was the way that offensive line pushed those defenders back against – the Jets have arguably one of the best defenses in the NFL, certainly top three. Uh, They basically pushed those defensive ends at will, those first three, four yards. That's an incredible skill to have. Pollard is continuing to have a great season. As long as those Cowboys stay healthy, you can argue they're number one. Um, But the interesting thing is number one, number two, number three are all NFC teams. Um, I, you know, number three with the Eagles. I think the Eagles are, are, are a great team. I don't know if I have them three based on their play so far. They're definitely top five. Um, I, they lose me on the, on the bills at number five, Uh, the chiefs, you know and the bills the two afc teams they have ahead of the dolphins uh, are both one and one and uh i'll argue that the dolphins deserve that fourth spot i've seen them as high as four no lower than five uh, i'm a little bit surprised they have them at six but it's okay it's, it's okay we'll take it um and then if you start scrolling through you start looking at the teams that moved up the most so the top five they kept them alone you can argue that the Dolphins are four, five, or six. That's fine. The Ravens, who I've been hot on, and if you've been watching the show, uh, the Ravens are, in my estimation, one of the better teams in the NFL. They they were they had them at ten, and they moved them up to 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 seven. I have them top six. I have them right up there. Uh, you know, so you're going to see some interesting uh, plays there. The Saints surprising quite a few te- uh, teams with how they're playing. They moved up five spots. The Seattle Seahawks moved up seven spots. We've been on the Seahawks, as you know, if you've been following me. Um, We have uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Did not see that coming myself. uh, Moved up 11 spots. The Titans and the Rams moved up eight spots. So those are the big jumpers. And proud to say that we identified the Titans. We identified the Falcons were amazing against the spread. We had money on the Seahawks last week. Uh, And then the biggest droppers, uh, the Chargers, who are now 0-2, the Cincinnati Bengals, who are now 0-2, the Patriots, the 20th spot, I think, is a little bit of of a disrespect. But notice that they have them ahead of the Jets, which is very, very different than how some of the other uh, powerful rankings, NFL power rankings, have them. Uh, That's where I have the Jets. I think it's going to get really, really brutal for them moving forward. Uh, They got their asses handed to them by a very, very tough and respectable Dallas Cowboy team that we're riding. Uh, Commanders had a huge win last week. Disagree with them being as low as 23. I think they're definitely higher than the Steelers. I have the Commanders ahead of the Jets. This team is a young team that's going to continue to get better. Uh, disappointing teams, you know, you continue looking at this, the Raiders. Oh my God. We'll talk a bit about the Raiders, the Raiders cost us a little bit of money. Jimmy G cost us a little bit of money and the Broncos, man, look, the Broncos are right where they, they are now where they ended the season for some reason. People thought the coaching changes, the personnel changes were going to make a difference. They just sucked, man. They just sucked two weeks in a row and they got my Miami dolphins coming into week three. So we'll talk a little bit about them. The Cardinals in last place, yeah, you know, I mean, that's pretty well where they belong, I guess. But I got to say, Cardinals have been playing better than I thought. But, and we'll talk a little bit about them as well because we do have them on our slate again this week. So, uh, again, for those of you who are just joining, uh, what we're going to do next is we're going to talk a little bit about uh, how we're going to do uh, – how we did last week. We're going to review the games, the things that – you know, we got right, the things that surprised us, and quite frankly, you know, how are we gonna adjust our our betting moving forward? Um, It's two weeks into the season, you know, when you go in completely blind, you can't really go much on the exhibition schedule, you can't really go much on, um, you know, how teams did last year because of all the player personnel changes, but you're starting to see some things develop, which of the the, uh, rookie quarterbacks are adapting faster than others, Uh, which of the teams are, playing well on the road and you know how that translates when it comes back to to the home teams which teams are desperate you know we talked a little bit about the Cincinnati Bengals going on too so let's uh without further ado I'm, I'll pull up my uh my results from last week I'll put this into slideshow mode hopefully we could see that okay all right here we go so uh we start off the first game of, of the week we did um so Thursday night football this is one of the trends that we picked up on Thursday night football in general, if you go back to these short weeks, they tend to be under games. You know, you, you're, it's it's harder for the offenses to test different plays, to do tricky things. So I typically like to tease the uh, the Thursday games, and we tease them because there's only a one game. Uh, you get even money on this, so we had 200 bucks on the Vikings to cover. The 12.5 was, to me, way, way too much. Uh, and then the under fifty-five and a half, and a half, and it turned out to be a shootout. So, you know, maybe this is something, this is a trend that we're going to see this year. Uh, so far, you know, we saw, uh, a, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs are certainly putting teams that have higher offensive power on these Thursday night games. Maybe Amazon complained uh, about the slate, but we got the Vikings right. The Vikings covered, I thought 12 and a half was, would be too much. It's funny how the line ended up right, right where it was. Uh, the OU at 49 and a half, even though we raised it with, the, with the, to 55 and a half with the teaser, way more points than that. So unfortunately, we lost that first bet. Um, don't think we were too far off, though. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, you know there was a lot of garbage points scored in the back end of this game. I thought the Eagles were going to control it. I, I'm actually surprised that the Vikings scored as many points against this Eagles offense. That's where we got disappointed. But that Vikings team could do that, you know, and they they definitely have the offensive weapons to have an impact. So uh, let's go through the early games. Um, Seattle covered uh, easily. What I, I shouldn't say easily. I, I guess it was close. It we went to overtime. The plus five, you know, we took it. We did not money line Seattle, but um, they ended up winning an overtime. Really exciting game, actually. Uh, we call that one right. Um, the Chiefs minus three and a half won easily. So we got those first two bets. So we're feeling pretty good. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, this Bills Raiders game, uh, I was in Vegas actually on Sunday, uh, made it basically for the second half of the first slate. I sat at Caesars Palace at the Sportsbook, got myself one of those big comfy chairs, ordered myself a nice Bobby Flay burger that they delivered to you with a little cocktail. As a, those of you know, I'm a tequila uh, soda kind of guy uh, and watched football all day. That was pretty well my Sunday. And unfortunately uh, I had to witness the Oakland Raiders uh, hand the ball to the Buffalo Bills, horrible interceptions by Jimmy G. You know, that game was close for that first, I don't know, 13 minutes. We saw a couple of terrible, terrible giveaways. And so if you, if you look at it, we, so we two out of three, if you're straight betting, that's awesome. If you money line Seattle, you're way up. Um, However, you know, the, The end result of the week is we lost this parlay as well, and we start off the the slate and we are minus three. You know, it happens, but we were definitely on the right side of everything. If you subtract, there's two things we can't control. We can't control the turnovers. It's hard to predict that, and we can't control the injuries. We don't know who's going to start a game. We think everything's okay. Those are the two caveats. Now, if the Raiders don't give the ball away as much as they did, they cover I'm sorry. They absolutely cover. I mean, Buffalo played well. Uh, we saw Stefan Diggs have a hell of a game. We saw, you know, we knew that these Bills uh, were going to bounce back. But nine and a half was a lot of points to give. Unfortunately, we were wrong. It was in Buffalo. Uh, so at the end of the day, Buffalo covered and we were wrong and we move on. So that's, that's basically it. So then we move on to the afternoon slate. And this is where things got interesting. Uh, I'm going to leave the Niners game for last and uh, this is what I gave you guys, by the way, and then these were the lines at the time of the show on Thursday. By the time the game started, the lines had moved. Um, I personally like to see where the lines move, and unless there's something egregious, and I believe the lines are going to move in a certain direction, um, I, I don't usually bet early. I, I want to see the last injury reports coming out especially when you're talking about giving away more than a touchdown. So let's jump to the second game first. and We'll talk about the, that, that, that San Francisco game last uh, Cowboys minus nine. So uh, the, the, the call was pretty easy. I think I call this the, the game of the week, back up the truck game of the week. Uh, we definitely had the Cowboys uh, on our own as a separate bet. Uh, this was my backup, the truck pick that I bet heavily, which actually helped me make money on my week. Uh, hopefully, you did that as well. So, above and beyond the parlays, which we're not going to count, this is the backup, the truck game uh, that we picked, and we nailed it. Uh, it wasn't even close. I mean, absolutely manhandled that defense, um, and then the best defense, like uh, in the NFL, in my opinion, or one of the best defenses, the Cowboys. Zero chance for Wilson and that team. You know, with Aaron Rodgers, obviously the line would have been different. Uh, maybe the Jets keep it closer. But this this game was over in the first quarter uh, pretty well, as we predicted. Uh, the Finns um, go up. And, you know, we talked about that run defense, right? Like, against the Chargers, they gave up so many points to Eckler and the Chargers. And they could not stop the run. Uh, but my prediction was that the Finns were going to... Go into New England. Belichick um, facing Tua is now 0-4. And what's sorry, was 0-4, now is 0-5. Tua has won every single one of his games against a Belichick-backed coach, New England Patriots team, That games that he started, obviously. Um, that was a fun game. Obviously, I watched it. It was a Sunday night football game, so it was the only game on. And the Dolphins impressed me because of how they won. They won by stopping the run. Belichick, I was a little bit worried. Belichick was saying, okay, the way I'm going to win this game is I'm going to run it. I'm going to control the play. I'm going to slow things down. I'm going to run the clock off. They were playing that game and the Dolphins said, sure, we'll do it. We'll take it. No problem. They took away the deep threat. Tyreek Hill had a massive week one and you knew Belichick was going to take away that that that, that long those long passes. They, they, they were having people playing 30 yards off the pass of the line of scrimmage um, and I thought, you know, start had a great game. He had two touchdowns. So they ran the ball and they said, yeah, we'll control the clock. We'll play with the lead too. Um, and that was really, really impressive. This Miami Dolphins defense is only going to get better. As the, the, the season uh, continues, they had a few big injuries. They had one big offensive line and defensive line, defensive tackle come back. So you, you're, you're going to see a guy, there's a guy by the name of Jalen Ramsey, who's one of the best defensive backs in the NFL. He's going to be coming in and around Thanksgiving, I'm guessing, you know, early December. As this Dolphins team starts to play more and more, that defense is going to get even more impressive. Keep an eye on my fins. I called it 2-0 on the road, beating the Chargers and the New England Patriots at-home AFC game. They face the uh, Denver Broncos at home. We'll talk a little bit about that. Finally, that Niners game. All right. So, um, you know, minus eight was the line in Vegas. I played this same parlay. Uh, The line was going towards LA and, you know, they were playing at home. LA was playing well. Uh, I got it at minus seven. Uh, So basically what happened for me when I played this bet is we won the Finns, we won the Cowboys, we pushed on the Niners. So instead of winning 600 bucks, we ended up winning like four and a quarter on it. Uh, if you put your bet early, and then, uh, you know, I'm going to count this as a loss. Really, it was a push if you played the line. But if you saw this game, Niners are up by 10 points, so they're covering. And there's four seconds on the clock. LA's got the ball in whatever, the, the, the Niners 20-yard line. What do you do here? You take a fucking knee and you take the loss. You can only play one more game. Don't get anybody injured. You lost. You turn around. You go home. No they decide they're going to kick a fucking field goal. And like by kicking that field goal, it moves the line to seven. And so many people got screwed. McVay got, is said, oh, I didn't realize that people had a bunch of money on the game. This is how we planned it. We wanted to t- kick a field goal first and do the onside kick. Dude, if there's four seconds on the clock. You know that you don't have time to run another play. So anyway, that was our first like bad, bad beat of the week of the season. Uh, we were absolutely on the right side of these bets on Sunday. I'm going to say we were five out of six, honestly, because of how we called it. We ended up four out of six. And again, though, I'm going to be honest with you guys. If you listened to the advice and you played this exactly like I said on Thursday, we lost this parlay. So that being said, now we're down, you know, we're 0 4. The last one, we did uh, a little parlay. We said, okay, I love the Panthers, love the Browns. Well, Tight game, right? Toss-up, and unfortunately for us, uh, the Saints pulled it off a 20-17 to game. Um, Not going to lie, pretty fucking boring game. I mean, honestly, pretty brutal. Um, And then that um, Browns-Steelers game, exciting, obviously, if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, but we got, you know, the two things we can't control, injuries and we can't control turnovers. And the Browns lost very early in the game, their best offensive threat. Uh, they lost Nick Chubb, who's basically gone for the season. Now, what does this mean uh, for you folks, you fantasy football folks? Well, make sure you tune in to Dr. PPR. Uh, he's gonna assess that situation. I do have Chubb, unfortunately, on one of my fantasy football uh, teams. I moved him to IR. I can leave him there in case there should be any changes. Interesting th- interestingly enough, um, they, uh, the Browns, uh, picked up a, uh, Kareem Hunt, who used to play, who was the backup, uh, running back. Um, and he's going to be playing for the, for the, uh, Cleveland Browns this weekend. He knows the playbook. It shouldn't be that hard for him to figure that out. So anyway, all things being considered, uh, we lost this parlay as well. So the results Vikings covered two, two out of three on the early slate with Vegas trashing us. Two out of three on the late slate with that meaningless field goal. The Rams trashed us. We went 0 for 2 on a close game and then that Chubb injury. So we lost five units. We're up one unit and we get off the horse on one side and we just get back on the horse the next week. So if you've been following me week one, week two, you're still up a unit. That's great. Uh, Let's get back at it, though. Let's go figure out. Let's talk about this week and what we have. So... uh, just to make it easier for us to follow so that I can pull the screen back up. And let me just check the chat real quick. Here we go. Uh, yes. Yeah, Steven is mentioning that uh, both a couple of injuries that we should note: uh, Stefan Diggs uh, is injured and the Vikings have picked up Cam acres. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, if you're a Cam acres fan and you think that that'll make a difference, you know, good luck. Um, they're trying to, to replace the loss of Dalvin cook. Uh, I still think Cook is a much, much better player, but we'll see what happens there. Let's talk about week three. Uh, Niners at home tonight versus the Giants. So what do we need to know about this game? Well, the first thing we need to know is that there is no Ayuk playing in this game. So uh, Brandon Ayuk is not playing. That could, you know, maybe scare some folks away. I'm just going to have a quick peek at the line. The line right now is at ten and a half. So that means they got to win by... Two touchdowns or a touchdown and two field goals. Uh, The Niners are considered the number one or number two team in the NFL. They're coming home after being 2-0 and they are basically in 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 a driver's seat. The line is not moved with the news of Ayuk not playing, which tells you that Vegas is saying, hey, they still have so many weapons. They still have Kittle at tight end. They still have Debo Samuel, who's one of the best yak guys and a guy who can also carry the ball. They still have Brock Purdy, and uh, they still have CMC, right? Christian McCaffrey, who is the probably one of the most exciting offensive weapons in the NFL. So if you look at this game, what do I like? A couple of trends. Look at last Thursday. Like th- the NFL wants to see points on Thursdays. They want to see some Exciting stuff happening. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna tease the Niners and we're gonna put two units on this one Again, it's even money just to make up some of that bet Uh, I'm personally probably gonna put a little bit more but for the purpose of you know for for my advice to you Uh, how much do I like the Niners? Um, I I like them a lot. How much do I like the giants? Without Barkley who got injured we talked a little bit about the injuries earlier on uh, that is a huge huge freaking blow for the giants um and you know this is a team that is now zero to two that came into the, the the season with so much hope after they played well at you know last year um they're zero to two and they gotta face the best or the second best team in the nfl right now so um this is actually the weather is beautiful here in in, in california and santa clara perfect football weather we're probably going to see mid 70s no wind you're going to see perfect conditions you're going to see these Niners fans are going to be so excited they're going to be so jazzed uh love 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 the niners this is ladies and gentlemen my back up the truck pick of the week let's tease them let's play that over on that 37 and uh on the game itself i like the Niners straight up at minus 10 and a half yes if you want to buy a half a point go ahead or a point get it down to nine and a half they will cover easily, easily, easily. I like the over with the teaser. I'm not a super fan of the over 43 and a half on the game itself because this could be a game where the Giants cannot score. This could be a 31 or 32 to 9 game, right? So uh, I expect this game to be a blowout. I expect it to be boring. But I love the idea of playing this game, Niners straight up, or Niners teased with the over 37, and I also love Niners in the first half. Uh, early lead and then maybe rest some players in the second half of the game. Let's move on to the uh, Sunday games. So we still have two Monday night football games uh, on Monday this week. Uh, we have a ton of games, like a, a, a shitload of games uh, early on the early slate. First, we have the Pats, the Patriots, going against the Jets now Uh, I have the underlined teams here are the teams that are playing, that are favored and the ones that are in italic for those of you who are watching the show uh, are the home teams. So the Pats go on the road against the Jets. Hey, you know, Belichick and and the Pats played my Dolphins very respectfully. um, And I thought they did a really good job of controlling the pace, limiting the damage, limiting the offense of the Miami Dolphins And now you're facing a Jets team who can't get anything right offensively. This is going to be a defensive struggle, but under a field goal, I like the Pats to cover. That's the first bet of the early slate. Uh, Keep an eye on that line as injuries pop in and out, but I don't see anything jumping out right now that would change my mind. Uh, The Packers, one of the surprising teams, playing the Saints, the other surprising team. So Saints have, you know, came off with a great victory. I bet against them but they have a shorter week. They played Monday night football and they're going to play their second road game in a row. So as the season starts to evolve, playing on the road schedule, the type of games that they had, this all starts coming into play. Packers are a young team that, you know, Jordan love is very, very impressive to me in front of the green Bay fans love green Bay uh, minus one and a half. Again, tight game. Um, the, they, this is basically priced as a pick-and-game uh, effectively. However, I think the Packers cover at home quite easily. Um, and then finally, we talked about, you know, one of the most uh, disappointing teams in the league is, is the Denver Broncos, or 0-2. Uh, Russell Wilson can't get anything going. They haven't scored more than, you know, 17 points in their first two games. And they go up against – Probably the, the the most improved, most impressive, most talked about team in the NFL, the Miami Dolphins. So people are saying, shit, it's two weeks, right? It's two weeks. Now, I've been saying it from the beginning, but two weeks in, you know, what really impressed me again was that the way Miami won last week, they shut down the defense. They were able to, to actually play Belichick's game, and they said, sure, you're going to play two guys deep. I'll keep throwing those little passes, and they were able to run the ball most chart. Ran the ball that week, over 100 yards, two touchdowns. A great fantasy football week, by the way. Congrats to those of you who picked him up. Against the Broncos, however, I expect to see some offensive fireworks. I expect Tyreek Hill to go off again. Uh, Keep an eye on the injuries. Waddle is questionable right now, but I think he's going to play. I love Miami at minus 6.5. So first parlay, Pats minus 2.5. Packers minus 1.5. Miami minus 6.5. Those are the mismatches that I see going on in the week, in the first game. None of those first parlays, by the way, are over a touchdown. And we're gonna look for those types of games. And then we go into the afternoon games. So um, there's only three games. So we're gonna give you all three. Um, And all of them are one-sided games. Seattle at home against the Panthers. Another team who's on the road two weeks in a row with, with one less day to prepare in a very difficult stadium to play in uh, i love seattle a minus six and a half i think they cover easily uh, the cowboys they absolutely manhandled the jets this is a team on a mission this is a team that had no respect going into the season minus 13 against the cards does that scare me yeah it scares me uh, but you know, Cooper Rush coming out and playing the fourth quarter for the Cowboys, that doesn't scare me, right? Like, this is a team that uh, that is pretty, pretty deep. And, you know, the Cards basically are going to try to hang around, but I, I just don't see them being able to cover. This is another one of these, like, 40 to 10 games. Uh, it could be a 21, 23, 24-point game, completely one-sided. Uh, Cowboy fans are loving it as they continue to trounce um, their opponents And you go from the Jets' defense to the Cards' defense. So I expect some fireworks there uh, with the Cowboys to cover easily. The third game, this one worries me probably the most. This is the Chiefs versus the Bears. Um, The reason I'm going to take the Chiefs minus 12 and a half is mostly about how bad the Bears have been. So both, you know, the Cards and the Bears are horrendous. Chiefs are playing at home. Uh, And you're going to see them get progressively better, you know, as they pick up players coming back from contract discussions, you know, Kelsey came back last week, didn't practice the, for the full week, some signs of life. He's going to be fully ready for this game. Uh, So I'm going to go with the chiefs minus 12 and a half. It does bother me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. If there's one game that worries me, the chiefs win, but they don't always cover these large double digit games. So that being said, they're also not playing great. So I expect them to come back in uh, you know after in, in the third week to say, okay, let's bear down, pun intended, and get our shit together and and kick some bare ass. Uh, and the Chiefs will cover. Uh, then we go to Monday night football and a little bit more of an exciting slate. Um, you know, a, a mixed bag here. Uh time to start fading those bucks. <laughs> so the Philadelphia Eagles, again, number one or number two in the in the league. On the road, four-and-a-half-point favorites against the Bucs. The Philadelphia Eagles are just a much, much, much better team. They just have so many weapons. They're going to progressively, progressively get their shit together. And, again, third week, fourth week, they start to coalesce. And the Eagles have won both games, but they're not happy with how they won. You know, so you're going to probably see them focus a little bit more spotlight as well. Monday Night Football uh, time to fade the Bucks, uh, unfortunately, uh, for those Tampa fans out there. It was really interesting being in Vegas. I got to, you know, you get to talk to people wearing their their team's colors, and no one's more confident than the Miami Dolphins fans. Everybody saw me with my hat, my uh, my waddle jersey, and high five each other. And uh, Bucks fans are weary. You know, they're like. Yeah, you know, we're playing okay, you know, but, you know, they're waiting for reality to hit, and reality hits on Monday when they play the Eagles, unfortunately for those poor uh, Tampa Bay Bucks fans. Uh, but be happy with the way you started the season. Uh, then we go over to Cincinnati versus the LA Rams. The Rams are 1-1 one and one, um, after fucking us last week, <laughs> uh, but Cincinnati is – This is a must win. You can't go 0-3 in the NFL. You just can't, right? So Cincinnati's at home. The Rams, you know, played a tough Niner team, played well, all things considered. Um, But Cincinnati uh, has to win this game. They're going to be pumped at home. Um, And, you know, the Rams just don't have the depth. And and so when you're playing a team that's better than you and you're playing a team that needs to win, uh, at the end of the day, You you go with the home team that's feeling more desperate every every single time. And there's probably not many fans that are more passionate than than Bengals fans. They won't be hard on them, even though they're 0-2. They're not panicking yet, but there's going to be a sense of urgency to get their shit straight. So of these two games, I like that Cincinnati game better. But overall, I like the Monday night slate. So to summarize, Niners teaser minus 4.5, over 37 tonight, two units. Pats over the Jets, Packers over the Saints, Miami to cover six and a half over the Broncos, late Sunday parlays, Seattle over over the Panthers. We're going to, if you look at this, every single game I'm betting on this week, we have the favorites, every single one. I look through the slate. I look for dogs. You know that I feed you guys dogs, and I'm usually pretty good on that. I think this is a week for the favorites, week three. It's a bit of a reckoning week. And I think Vegas is learning more themselves. They adjust for the injuries. They adjust for the surprises. And we see where that goes from there. All right, guys. So let me take a quick look at the chat here. Um, I joined those of you who are sorry. I thank those of you who just joined. Um, So what we're going to do now is we're going to open it up. If you have any questions, comments, talk to me about this week. Talk to me about the games that you like. Uh, Just go ahead and hit that knock button. Uh, with no filter, you have the opportunity to come on the show uh, and tell us about your favorite picks. Uh, I personally think that if you take a look at where we are um, this late in the season, or sorry, this early in the season, um, we have to take into consideration um, the, the, uh, the effect of injuries that this has on teams. We could talk a little bit about that. Uh, There's some of the games that I didn't touch just because I don't really know how things are going to play out? That Charger game, we got the LA Chargers versus Minnesota. Um, you know the the the, uh, the logic. You got two zero and two teams. You would think that you'd go. You say, okay, the Chargers are way way better. They should come back. But Minnesota scored a lot of points last week, and they're playing at home. These are two desperate teams. Wasn't feeling the the confidence to back the home desperate team because. The visiting team might be even more desperate. So didn't want to touch that one. Uh, Then we talk about, um, you know, the Buffalo Bills on the road against the Washington Commanders, six and a half, you know, pretty good game. I think it's going to be tight. I think six and a half is a lot to give up. Washington is one of these good young teams. that's going to get better and they're going to be a tough team to play with against, you know, defensively. Six and a half is a lot. Does Buffalo keep winning? yeah i think so i still don't think that they have what it takes to dominate a team like that on the road just yet uh so i didn't want to touch it um you know that falcons game against detroit so uh, i you know we've been betting atlanta pretty consistently for those of you who've been watching my show uh detroit is is uh, a team that everyone jumped on the bandwagon uh i kind of like the falcons to win this game to be honest with you if you're going to pick a money line game uh, but again, it's really, really difficult for us to to commit to taking a team like that, to commit to betting against the Lions at home. Everyone's really high on them, so I didn't really know how to touch them. Uh, I really like the Titans uh, on the road against the Browns. Kareem Hunt is not going to be ready. He's going to play, but he's not going to be ready. Such a big part of their offense. Um, such a big, big blow to to Cleveland. Um, and the Titans have you know a couple of amazing weapons. Obviously, you know, Derek Henry... He could still play the ball, man. He could still pound that, 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 that pickskin, control that clock on the road, which is what you need to do. Uh, but again, I didn't want to jump on that bandwagon. Houston over the Jags, eight and a half, a lot of points. I'm not, you know, a big, big fan of that. Baltimore Ravens, I like the Ravens, but without DK, you know, big, big injury there against the Colts team that's playing pretty well, seven and a half, too many points for me to lay, right? So there's a lot of games on that early slate that just, I just didn't feel that that confidence, uh, so we decided to go a little bit more conservative this week um, and to go check that out. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, you want to you know can't jump on on video, you have something for me on the uh, the chat. Please go ahead and ask your question on the chat. That's cool too. If you don't want to hit that knock button, come on. Uh, as we pause for questions or knocks. Uh, I want to do a quick shout-out to uh, a couple of folks. First of all, Dr. PPR, on three days a week, our very own Henry Markin uh, comes on and gives you his fantasy football picks um, of the week. So make sure you tune in on him if you want to know what to do and knock and ask him. He fixes your fantasy football lineups. Uh, Be sure not to miss the Daily Hustle. Daily Hustle with Eric Burns is now on Believe. Um, it's also on uh, Fubo TV, so you can actually go on to Fubo, do a search for Daily Hustle, and you can watch uh, Eric on uh, and get your morning inspiration. Uh, Deuce's Wild, which we had on yesterday, is our top podcast by far. We're getting uh, thousands of downloads for every new episode. Uh, a great show yesterday. If you missed it, check it out on NoFilter.net uh, or go on to wherever you follow your favorite podcasts. And finally. Um, Tony Bruno into the night, uh, show on Fridays. We also have the Philly Godfather. I love that show, by the way, if you want to like, take everything I say, cool. Take your notes. Like the, the, the pro betters either bet early, early in the week when they see the lines off and they, they see an obvious thing before the sharps have a chance to adjust or they wait till the very last minute, find out who's injured, who's not playing that you thought was going to play or who went from questionable to now playing. And and those things matter in these close matchups, Tony Bruno and the Philly Godfather go on Sunday mornings to give you their picks. Um, and there's no doubt that look, as much as I enjoy doing this and sharing my knowledge, there's nobody better. There's no one that I follow. That's any better than the Philly Godfather for, for football bets. And, and that's not just for football. So make sure you follow him and, and you join, uh, our shows on uh his shows on sunday mornings usually two hours before kickoff so all right that being said i don't see any of the questions on the knock um tonight quick reminder we love the niners love 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 the niners love them to cover it's the pepe pick of the week back up the truck don't tell the wife how much we're betting uh so far we're two and zero oh in the pepe parley in the week so pepe's parlays sorry pepe's pick of the week's Peter Piper picked the pickle, pickle peppers, and Pepe picked the 49ers this week um, to go three zero, hopefully. Um, and then you know the rest of the week, bet responsibly, of course, and uh, tell all your friends about the shows. Pepe's parlay is also available. I'm going to upload this to wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, uh, Apple or Spotify. I'm a Spotify guy myself, but 17 platforms. Big thank you to uh, our partners, Believe B L E A V. And also, make sure to check out uh, a ton of no filter shows uh, on our uh, with our partners, caffeine.tv where you can watch live video uh, feeds, and um, you know you can catch your favorite shows either on your on your TV uh, with your smart television set. Uh, they're available on Roku's channel. So download the Caffeine TV app on Roku, uh, and of course, you can rewatch all of your shows, all your favorite episodes on NoFilter.net. Uh, For those of you who may have missed it, just come on in and check the vault. It'll be available in about five minutes. All right. Thanks very much, everyone. Have a wonderful week three. We'll catch you next Thursday, 3 o'clock Pacific, 6 o'clock Eastern. Go Niners. Have a great week, guys.